<sighs> so we are last episode we actually had no technical difficulties but i had a but but now we're back to one microphone so you didn't tell me we didn't have no difficulties last time because we would have celebrated remember we were supposed to celebrate I, i've been too busy yeah, this has been like a doozy of a week, hasn't it? It's, uh, yeah, it's just been like, it's been a rough week. I fell asleep in my chair today. <laughs> it was like in front of the computer. I was like, it's in there and I fell asleep. It was rough. So, but we still have to celebrate. So can we count that one and celebrate and go out like Valencia Street like we did last time, but it was premature? Totally. We are going to celebrate because our first episode without technical difficulties Episode 24 was a huge success. Let's celebrate. However, the reason we're back to one microphone is that this has been a difficult week and I took it out on one of the computers we're using for recording. I just banged that computer and <laughs> now we have one computer and we're, yeah, it's just... <laughs> limited outlets to get the sound in it's it's whatever you guys don't want to know it's nobody wants to know this oh, I know. okay no nobody wants to know this so we should talk about what we're gonna talk about today which is dog stuff we got new dogs we got hocus and pocus and they are two super cool dogs one is like the simpson dog you know from the simpsons same kind of dog like she looks like that but she's a female and she is that's um hocus wait 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 a minute i love that reference the simpsons dog i didn't even know they had a dog how could you not know they had a they, the simpson is the longest running animation show on tv and you don't remember the dog and you love dogs well you didn't watch you haven't really watched the simpsons that much I totally have, though. Hang on. This goes back and forth. And hang on. Hold this. We're just having technical difficulties, like always. F-A-I-R-Y-T-A-I-L-S. Welcome to Playtime's Podcast. So, okay, Louise, and we need to talk. No, wait. What? We have to say hi and welcome and all that. Hey, Louise. How are you? What's up? Hi, Tiffany. Okay, so what's up with the rescue rule? Do we want to talk about Hocus and Pocus? Okay, Hocus and Pocus. We've got... Okay, we have we have not had a dog. We haven't had dogs in a while. So we haven't pulled dogs in a while. And so we really feel... It was time that we did. Um, a lot of dogs are still in the shelter, and we need to do something about it. So we pulled a couple dogs, and um, they're both ready for adoption. One is a um, – oh, I think she's like a dachshund Italian greyhound mix. She's got long legs. She looks like the Simpson dog. And then Pocus is like the super cute, I mean, black, scruffy, little, looks like a little Scottish terrier with super pointy ears. He, he's, got, he's got eyebrows and a mustache and a stubby tail. And he's only about 13 pounds. So he's a real cutie. Very sweet dog. 
And Polkas also has a bow tie and a diaper on. He is so adorable. And these guys uh, got out from the shelter yesterday. Tiffany, you picked them up. Yes, at our friends at Contra Costa, and they're always looking to help. And, um, you know, we all need to do our part. Like, look, it's things are not improving, and we really need fosters out there. So whoever is listening, be a foster to any local shelter and, or local rescue because it's really, really next to impossible to, to help these dogs without foster homes. Foster homes make all the difference. And if you're in San Francisco and the Bay Area – then go to our website, fairytalesdogrescue.com, and sign up to foster right now. Yes, and, and guess what? If you foster, you're directly responsible for helping a dog, because that means we get to pull a dog from a horrible, well, okay, let me back up. They're not horrible conditions, but they're not ideal being in a cage. It's like being in prison to them, and they're terrified. Um, they do not do well in shelters. Shelters do the best they can with these circumstances and what they have as resources, but, you know, the dogs really do not thrive there. They thrive in homes. Their personality and everything comes out, and uh, they get adopted that way. It's easier for them to get adopted in transition. So the way it works when we get our dogs is that we take the dogs uh, from the shelters that the shelters can't adopt out themselves. And why that is is because a dog is too fearful uh, because if a dog displays uh, certain behaviors and signs of being scared, then the you know the county shelters and the city shelters they can't really guarantee that uh, if these dogs are pushed to the limit that they might you know bite out of fear or to defend themselves and that they can't be responsible for that happening to people because they're public city county stuff. So then, by the rules, they can't adopt out that dog, and they have to be euthanized. But, 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 this is where the rescues come in, and it's so important that we're there, because we make up for so many dogs that are rescued from euthanasia. And the thing is that so many of these dogs are not at all dangerous, and they do not bite people. I mean, we, we can see this from the dogs that we adopt out, and our statistics and general statistics should clearly show that this is not the situation. So anyway, do we get the dogs from the shelters that are deemed too fearful for adoption? We put them in foster homes, let them decompress, come out of their shells, and they become happy, loving, cuddly dogs most of the time. And it's definitely worth saving. Yeah, definitely. And it's, um, it, it is actually such a rewarding experience to foster because you've seen an animal scared and terrified open up their hearts to love to love you and, and trust you is it's such a rewarding experience so it's a win-win situation it's good for your heart and soul it's uh you know with with so many things that happen in the world that bums us out throughout the day if we read the news or whatnot you know this is the this is your happy place this is a good thing to do and um you know this is what Louise and I really enjoy doing the most you know we we work really hard during the day. We, we have a job that pays the bills, you know, but our passion and our heart goes to the working and helping saving dogs and making lives better for them. And, uh, you know, it's, it's re very rewarding. So we, we invite you to do the same.
So let's get back to Hocus and Pocus. I mean, we described what, what they looked like and all that, Tiffany, but uh, do we know anything about their history before they got to the shelter? All we know is that they were found wandering the streets. So clearly, um, you know, I only had them for a day so far, but, you know, they they seem to be familiar with being in a home. They're, they weren't, they don't seem like they were living on, you know, born on the streets. Um, so somebody must have had them, but they both did came to us not spayed or neutered. So that's a sign that they obviously didn't get them at a shelter or a rescue. They got them from a like backyard breeding or some kind of situation like that. Um, and they they weren't um, microchipped. Um, so, you know, that also tells us something. So we don't know anything about them. And, you know, here they are just transplanted in, you know, once somewhere in a home or something and now transplanted into a scary shelter on the streets. And now they're in a new home and they're doing much better after just one day being in a home. The thing about Hocus and Pocus not being spayed and neutered and microchipped really speak of, like you said, Tiffany, that they're most likely coming from a backyard breeder, which means that it's not a breeder who takes good care of the animals, but someone who's basically pumping out dogs to make some extra money or make some easy money, as they think, because they don't take care of the dogs. So, hence, it's easy. Uh, Well, anyway... Because uh, a good breeder will not give out dogs without having them microchipped. A good breeder will not sell the dogs to people who are likely to give up on the dog or lose the dog or not take responsibility for looking for a lost dog or, you know, uh, people that really want a dog. So that's how we know that these dogs are most likely coming from irresponsible backyard breeding what else do we know about them well they spent their time (laughs) at the shelter until someone would claim them which they didn't how long were they there two weeks so that's the time that they allow um so a little over two weeks for hocus um and pocus was exactly two weeks um so they they give them time to like get claimed so you they have two weeks to claim these dogs if somebody was so these poor guys are waiting for two solid weeks in the in the cages terrified uh one thing i'd like to clarify is that hocus and pocus they, they didn't come together they don't know each other from before we just named them um now when they, they got the fairy tales um just because it sounds like Hocus and Pocus belong together, like they're, they're buddies, but they, no, they just arrived together. So we are still in the midst of the pandemic, but we're uh, in a changed state regarding dog adoptions. Because when we started the shelter-in-place situation, uh, people were getting dogs like they were getting toilet paper. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, we, we could not keep the dogs, and we would have them, like, less than a week. I mean, sometimes they'd be gone in a day, and that's not happening now. And so the dogs are suffering right now um, because people are still going to breeders and still going and buying Labradoodles and 
mail order dogs and it's it's just frustrating when I continue to see this happening knowing full well that there's perfect little dogs available there is no need necessary and it's wrong and yet you you know these designer dogs or these oh the this 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 perception that oh well if I get this dog it's going to be like this and oh this dog makes you know there's so many reasons and I I have this I struggle because I had again recent connection with a friend and she got a breeder dog yeah we spoke about this last time have you spoken to her so I said, you know, I wish you would have talked to me before you went and got a puppy because I could have saved you a lot of trouble. You know, there's a lot of great dogs. She's, and then, you know, and she started to say, the ex- explain that she's with this new guy and they wanted to have, he ha- doesn't have children and she does and he wanted the experience like a child. But, you know, so people don't understand that you can still, ha- if that's the case, you can still get puppies at the shelter, they still have puppies, and also having if that that idea actually doesn't make sense because you can have that same experience with a, a, a an adult dog because you're you have to teach them just like it's a puppy, and you know it it's there's just a lot of weird reasons and excuses out there that I just don't understand. I agree. That is weird ass reasons i mean i get i get it what what they're trying to explain and what they're thinking but also no you don't get it because people get senior dogs all the time and call them their babies i felt like my senior dog was my son so many of us feel that way and it has nothing to do with getting the dog at puppy age i mean that would be like saying that people who adopt their human children uh, at an older age you know feel less like their parents because they didn't have them as infants or adopt them as infants and so that's just bullshit you know it's uh, there uh, it's rarely good reasons to go to a breeder when we're in the situation that we are today but like I always say the reason people go and get their dogs at breeders I think is primarily because they don't know how bad the situation is in the puppy mills in the dog shelters where we have to mass euthanize half a million healthy dogs every year at least and it's just not a situation where we need to produce more dogs. That's what I wonder. So it's like that really is, there is that much of not understanding. I mean, it surprises me because I, I've always known this for, I can't remember how long. And so then to me, it's like, it's hard for me to even fathom that they don't know this. They don't understand, or is it they really don't care? I don't know. And so I really hope it's just a lack of knowledge. Maybe I I really hope that people would care. I get frustrated though because I have had these conversations, not with this particular person, but I just go back to this one particular person that I have history of that I've brought it before um, where she knew all of these things that I, I discussed. She was very familiar with it, yet she still went and got a breeder dog. It ended up being a crazy dog, and she ended up it had to return it because it was biting and awful, and it was a puppy. So I keep going back to she knew, 
but she still did it. Yeah, and people just don't listen. And I mean, were you a little satisfied when she had to bring the dog back and like, ha, 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 see? Yes, I was. I was. I was. But I don't feel like she's. I couldn't say I told you so. I told you so because that's yeah, so childish. I should have. I should have. I did say things very like that. But instead of I told you so, I told you so. But I did say things. But I feel like she. I don't know. It was weird. Like. <sighs> I feel you. But yeah, she learned. Some gotta learn the hard way, and some can just listen to their friends who have dog rescues. Word of advice, people. Adopt, don't shop. So, you know, I do my best to spread the love and the understanding for these creatures who are so beautiful. You know, who was I was talking to somebody and, you know, I'm not religious. I'm a spirit. I, I consider myself a spiritual person. But and, you know, they said, well, you know, dog spelled backwards is God. Oh, I've heard that one before. You know, but hey, they are, they're pure love. And if God is pure love, you know, maybe God comes in the form of dogs. Oh, yeah. I really like the idea of God being a dog or an animal. But, but the, the Bible kind of ruins it, you know, when they say that he made man in his picture. So supposedly he would look like a man. Yeah, well... But that was written by a man. We know that there is something bigger and better out there. Imagine a dog would be God. I mean, it makes sense, though, with all that endless love and all. It really does make sense. It makes perfect sense to me. And, I mean, think about that. If God was a dog, I love that. I want to start visualizing that God's a dog. You know, it's like... Alanis Morissette song, you know, what if God was one of us? Exactly. What if God was a dog? Mm-hmm. And what would the Ten Commandments be? Oh, well, okay, the first one is you treat a dog as a family member. Yes. Always greet your neighbor. By sniffing their butt. Um... If someone bites you, bite them back. You have the right to pee and poo as you need on plants and other yards in Noe Valley. Oh, that's right. You have the right to pee on all the trees. And if somebody sleeps with your wife, then just share the love. Exactly. You can, you can just, you know... You can just cuddle up with them in bed and and hump their legs, and it's all good. Okay, so another one. Um, how about that everyone should have a dog in their home, and everyone does not buy a dog because everyone is spaying and neutered their dog, and... And dogs are like super special. Like you literally, they're like, you have to be, you have to be like interviewed and you have to like pass the test to be, have a dog because it's a, 
this is a gift. The having a dog is a gift, and they bring such joy and enrichment to our lives. So dogs were like, they're going to be like a hot commodity. You can't just have like a dog and euthanize. There's so many of them that we euthanize them. That's right. I mean, we need to start treating this adoption and buying and breeding situation of dogs similarly to the adoption market we have for children where we are extremely careful with vetting the parents both because of their ethics and criminal backgrounds and so on and you know it's it's a really it's a big process and it needs to be the similar thing with dogs that's it yeah having a dog should be a privilege and it's it's a gift and it's a privilege and you know we can't just keep buying them like they're like gumballs from a gumball machine i do like that homeless people have dogs though we talked about this before about how you know they actually have really great lives those a lot of those dogs when they're just roaming around with their companion and you know they have each other and they're doing life together it's just because you think of them as homeless doesn't at all mean that they have a bad life if they have their person absolutely no absolutely and not you know let me clarify when I say privilege I don't mean privilege like the privileged rich people it's like a privilege that you need to be a good person and you respect and treat and take care of these animals with love and that's really the basics is these dogs need love and food and water and exercise and so going back to, you know, I, funny you talking about homeless with their dogs because in San Francisco we have a huge homeless problem. And, you know, I've, I've seen several lately, a lot of homeless with their dogs. And, you know, I do admit I tend to give to the ones with the dogs. <laughs> I only give to people with dogs. <laughs> I know. Okay, I know. But, it's, yeah, like I do. I know. I didn't want to say it, but Louise said it. I do only give to the ones that have dogs. And I, I, I mean, because you know what? They're, you could tell the dog. It's, I could tell the dog's loved and taken care of and the dog's happy. I can see that. And so I want to support that. Oh, totally. Totally. I'll give them all my money and treats whenever I see them. I saw, um, I saw, oh, wow, I've seen some really amazing things. You know, you see a lot in San Francisco, but I've seen, you know, Oh, the homeless uh, chihuahua in the stroller with the homeless lady. And I just like, oh, I was, you know, the other day I was in the worst part of Oakland because there was low on gas, so I had to pull over. And, oh, man, there's this woman. She just warmed my heart. She was like an older woman. She was toothless, and she was a character. And she had this little chihuahua in a stroller. So, of course, I rolled down my window and gave her some money. And, and she was just all toothless smiles. And it's like thanking me and I'm thinking she's please don't thank me like you shouldn't have to be out here in the first place this is one of the richest countries in the world and like this is hard man it is it is but at least those two have each other you know that woman and that chihuahua Chihuahua. they they are out there on an adventure and they are living the life no, thank that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I'm so glad they have each other. And you know what? I didn't feel sorry for that dog. That dog is fucking loved. And that dog is having out with his the dog all a dog wants is to be loved and to be with you. It's that simple and to be cared for and care for you. That's it. Like 
it's such a beautiful relationship. There's something, nothing more pure than that. So, last episode, we were talking about the no peace sign situation here in Noe Valley, San Francisco. And how, how it's getting a little ridiculous about how people are uptight and I'm not really loving this neighborhood. Now, I'm definitely not loving it. Because the other Saturday, me and Journey was going to go hang out in the city, just, you know, roam around and sniff and do our thing around the mission and just, you know, enjoy a day out on the town. And we step out into the sunshine onto Sanchez Street. There's a group of kids there playing. And we're crossing the street and the kids see us and they start yelling, Pitbull alert, Pitbull alert. Pitbull alert! Oh, and they start running away, and it's like I'm walking some sort of monster. Okay, Louise, that is so not cool. You know, that the, the, obviously they're getting that taught from their parents, and that's not okay. You know, that that's that's prejudice in the dog world. It's like saying. Look, mom, look around. That person over there is a gay person. Look, gay alert, gay alert, gay alert. That's not okay. It's definitely not okay, and especially not because this dog is suffering more than any other breed out there. Pit bulls are being mass euthanized far more than any other breeds in shelters, and they're also being victimized by dog fighting, which is just horrible. And Pitbulls are suffering so much and they're given a bad stigma, a bad rap, and it's just uneducated and unloving to partake in those stereotypes and ideas of pitbulls. And like you said, Tiffany, it comes a lot from the parents. What I was thinking when this happened was because the parents were just standing there. They didn't say anything like the kids were doing something wrong. They were just like, oh, all right. There, yeah, there is a pit bull, so alert. I was thinking, what kind of conversations are you having at the dinner table for your children to act this way when they see a pit bull? walking calmly by on a leash no that's that's ridiculous like clearly when you you're 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 instilling fear into these children number one and you taught them to say out loud pitbull alert like shaming someone who's taken on a dog and rescued a dog that is commonly euthanized unfairly and unjustly it is so sad every time every day louise and i get a list of dogs that need to be pulled and 95 i percent i would say it's 95 percent, or maybe even higher are pit bulls i mean it's pit bulls shepherds and huskies that are majority of the ones that are out there and you see these dogs faces and they're just sweet as can be and have no they do they do not belong they didn't, they belong in a home and these dogs are being euthanized and it's like it's painful. It's hard for us to have to deal with this. And then you have these children who are, are 
being told, it just perpetuates the problem. And that's why one of our uh, big projects uh, for the upcoming year is that we are going to get out in the schools with our educational program and start with the younger generations and talk about all these things that affect us all because you might say hey that, that this doesn't affect me but by the end of the day it's your tax money that is paying for the mass euthanization of the pit bulls so there's something if you don't have a heart for the dogs um, anyway we want to get out in the schools and talk about that rescue dogs are just as worthy and good as breeder dogs. What is wrong with the breeding business? Why we need to spay and neuter dogs? And dogs are family members and they are respected members of society. Animal rights are human rights. One thing I was thinking while you were talking about it, and we're talking about all the euthanization of these dogs, and I would like to know if there's any artists out there who would be willing to paint a picture or draw just to to give a visual of how many dogs are being euthanized you know so you know something like if you can like draw like how many you know we know how many is it one half one point mil, half million a year a half a million dogs a year are being euthanized but let's say you know so divide that by 12 and then maybe do like a pile of you know, how many dogs are euthanized a month and draw what it looks like, a pile of dogs and a pile of what that amount looks, just to get the visual. I know that sounds really morbid, but we have to really understand and grasp. And most people are visual learners. Yeah, if you're an artist out there, like, please reach out to us. You can do it on our Instagram, fairy tales dog rescue with an underscore in between every word. Fairy underscore tales, like dog tail, T-A-I-L-S underscore dog underscore rescue go there fairytales dog rescue and contact us and let's do a fun art project and if you're interested in adopting hocus and pocus go to our website fairytalesdogrescue.com okay i'm gonna stop babbling about all the places where you go fairytales done and um don't forget that we also are very desperately needing fosters um so tell all your friends it's time to wrap it up yeah yeah we're we're we are wind, winding down it's been rough it's been a rough week rough 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 thank you for listening and ciao i'm a dog dog wolf wolf yep i'm a doggy dog dog i'm a dog dog wolf wolf Yep, I'm a doggy dog, dog, woof, woof. I'm a walking treat on four feet, the finest pet you get to meet. My fur keeps in the heat. Now take it in while my tail feels the beat. What you whistling at? I'm not a parakeet. I'm a dog. I'm pet perfection when it comes to pet selection. Oh, I'm the king. Yeah. Now excuse me while I smell this thing. The rest of pets all know I'm the best in show at the doggy show. Because I'm a purebred kibble fed, chilling in my doggy bed. Just to be clear, I'll repeat what I said. I'm a dog. Woof. I'm a doggy dog dog. I'm a dog. Woof. 
I'm a doggy dog dog, woof woof. My house, it's small but homey, homey. I got my bones, so I'm never lonely. My air freshener smells like pepperoni, so the poodles and the puppies, they all want to know me. Walk it to the park, always goes well. There's a lot of important things I gotta smell. And I gotta chase some squirrels up trees and, oh, hold on, I gotta scratch some fleas.